Nigel Sarbutz, welcome to the Speak PR podcast. Now, you started a, a brilliant service for SMEs and business owners called PR Cavalry. Could you tell us about that, please? I will, Jim. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're a bit like Booking.com for clients who are looking for PR freelancers who have deep understanding of their market and have got relevant skill sets. So we're somewhere between a uh, a search engine and uh, a dating agency, I guess. Right. And I saw today on LinkedIn that you'd posted a really nice glowing testimonial from a client about one of your consultants listed on the PR Cavalry. In this day and age of AI, would you like to just explain what that client was so impressed by with this consultant and, and really why people still make a difference? Yeah, I mean, the, the, this was a, uh, a client in the uh, PPE market, masks, you know, a protective, uh, it's a very crowded market. And they came through our platform to find a freelancer who could uh, help them, only a startup business. And in the space of a day and a half of work, um, you know, simply a very short project, this freelancer had got them on national TV, had got them some really impressive international um, media coverage, press media coverage, and a, you know a huge number of specialist market titles as well. And, and really, it was on the back of knowing the market, having great contacts in the media, and then just, you know, without any fuss or fanfare, getting to it. And that's really what clients want. They want somebody who they don't have to explain how their market works, how their sector works, or whatever. They just want someone who gets it very quickly and then can, without any fuss, just pick up the phone and you know, speak to journalists that can make it happen. Um, and for them, it was, it was an amazing investment of, um, of, of a, a rather small amount of money for some amazing results in the media. Nigel, that's a great point and an amazing turnaround as well, frankly, uh, full of admiration for that pitch. What sort of um, money are we talking about on PR Cavalry? Because on the whole, clients and SMEs are really wary about agencies coming out with, you know, big ticket yeah. consulting fees. Yeah, I, I was talking to a client uh, a couple of days ago and they were had approached some agencies, you know, relatively small agencies, and they said, and, you know, with, with absolute honesty, I've got respect for the agencies, they said, well, look, you know, if unless you're paying a retainer of 3000 maybe more a month, then, you know, really, there's not a lot that we can do. Now, a freelancer who may be charging you, you know, maybe £400 a day, something like that, well, you know, do the maths. You know, you can get five, six, seven days a month of work from a freelancer who will be very experienced and also very invested in the result because you know it's their income it's their it's their work they can't pass the work on to anybody else so freelancers will always give you a very honest appraisal of what's achievable because only they are there to deliver it they can't you know give it to the b team to um, to handle it so you know for that investment of maybe 400, 500 pounds a day for a freelancer, you're probably getting somebody with upwards of 10 years experience in your market um, and who will be very, very dedicated to the task. And it's difficult for agency to compete against that. Right, because the freelancers really benefit also probably from low fixed costs in terms of uh, rental. Absolutely. and uh... yeah. Yes, I mean, 
you know any business has overheads of course um and uh, whereas you know a freelancer is an extraordinarily cost efficient way to get an expert working for you um with you know minimal minimal uh, uh, overhead can you tell us a little bit about how many freelancers that you've got um on pr cavalry and you know where are they based is it all in the uk about i would say 95 percent of them are uk um around about 1600 freelancers who have profiles on our on our platform so within that as you can imagine we have anything and everything on there um we reckon we've got about 12 maybe 15 percent of the freelance market uh, registered on our platform so you know if if you can't find what you're looking for out of 1600 people then you probably have got a really unusual niche but you know, it's amazing some of the uh, some of the briefs that we've been able to um, uh, to match uh, by a little bit of extra diligence but the algorithm that that is fuels the business the matching algorithm between what the client wants and the skill sets of the freelancers that we've indexed is very accurate indeed. Uh, we, we very rarely find that the client comes to us, puts a search on the platform and finds no matches. Um, it just doesn't happen. And, and from a practical point of view, if, it, if there's a client out there like your PPE uh, customer or company, then they are coming to the platform and are they talking to you and then you're doing the search or did they go on themselves with an account and, and a bit like, no, as you it, say, Upwork? They, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I mean, it, it, it's a similar approach as a status to a business like booking.com. You know, you go on and say, I want to go to Paris on these dates, three-star hotel near the Eiffel Tower. And, you know, so you, you input your criteria into the search engine and then our, our algorithm does the matching. So a client would go on and say, I want somebody who knows the DIY sector, for example. And within that, I want somebody who has done uh, blogger outreach or has done event management or has done um, copywriting or, you know, has profiled a CEO, different types of PR work. Because it's a bit like hiring a lawyer. You know, you say, I need a lawyer. Well, why? You know, are you getting divorced? Are you selling your house? Have you been maybe committed a crime? You know, it's not just I need a PR person. And I think quite often um, businesses struggle with that last part. You know, they say, well, I just want someone to do PR for me. And it does need that extra level of um, narrowing down to say, well, what kind of PR do you have in mind? And we have nearly 30 types of different PR and communications activity that a client can specify they, so they can they can clearly say what i've got in mind is you know we have a new ceo so i want to profile him in our trade press or something like that so they would tick the box that says ceo profiling so we make it easy for clients to be very specific about what they need to articulate their needs and that obviously then gives a much better outcome because when that first contact between the client and the freelancer takes place Hopefully it's a meeting of minds because we've matched very precisely between what the client's got in mind through some simple drop-down menus on our platform and what the freelancer is able to provide. So there are benefits to both parties in the way that we work and it's all driven by a simple front end on the platform that is, you know, you don't have to be an expert in PR to work it. Um, 
just as you don't have to be a, a travel agent to you know know what you want when you go onto booking.com to book your your break in Paris. You, know, you you have a clear idea of what you need, and we make it very easy for the system to understand that and then match it precisely to a talent pool, let's say, of 1,600 people. My background is PR. I've run PR agencies and I've been a freelancer. So I've been a buyer and a seller of freelance services. And it was seeing both sides of the coin that gave me the inspiration for that. Um, and also knowing that there is this huge talent pool of freelancers out there. But for most people, it's invisible. It's very hard to know where the talent is. And so clients end up kind of putting a, a shout out on LinkedIn or asking around or, you know, kind of fishing around for business cards they may have, put, you know, have got on desk drawer. And it's a very haphazard way. And I thought in an era where we expect everything to be searchable and instant results, there's got to be a way of, of matching the two sides, the, the, the need with the availability. So that's what we set out to do around about two years ago. So we kind of built the shop and then we had to stock the shelves. So we spent a long time building up that talent pool to the point where we were confident that pretty much any client search could be matched within our, within our resource. Um, so we've been open to clients now for searches for about mm. plus or minus a year and a half. Um, and in that time, we've probably had about 300 assignments go through the platform. Um, you know, we want that to to increase. Obviously, we everybody took a bit of a hit at the um, at the start of the year, but it's surprising how much work is coming back through the platform now. Um, and uh, you know, we we feel buoyant about uh, the future because we think as the economy feels its way back to new normal. I hate that phrase, but we all use it. Um, people are going to be taking baby steps. They you know they want to have flexible resource on tap rather than taking the plunge and saying, right, I'm going to commit to a big investment in people or resource. So having talent that you can dial up and dial down uh, at a very low risk, and it's also very cost efficient, seems like a, you know, that, that we're in the right place at the right time. And that's certainly borne out by the number of um, client briefs that are now coming back onto the platform after the, the big hit that everybody took in um, in the first you know, well, you know, March, April, May, June, I suppose. Now, when when uh, a freelancer uh, signs on, what's the business model? You've mentioned that a client will pay, say, four hundred pounds uh, per day to a to a freelancer. Is the client paying that, or the freelancer paying that, or a bit of both? The client pays us nothing. There, are, there is no mechanism in our model for us to charge a client for what we do. We are free, um, free to search free to hire through the platform. The way that we make our money is that when the client pays the freelancer's invoice for the work, we take 10% from the freelancer, not the client. So, so what we're doing is creating value for the freelancer in work finding them, hopefully while they're doing something else, so they can devote more time to farming work and less time to hunting work, which is very expensive for a freelancer. And because of that precise matching, it's very profitable work because it's right in their sweet spot of what they do best. So, but and for the client, we are in inversion of the tr traditional recruiter model, where normally, you know, in, in normal recruitment, um, a client would pay to to you know for the uh, to be matched to somebody. We we charge no fees at all um, to to use the platform to hire anything. Um, 
and, uh, and of course, you know, clients love that because they're getting access to a huge searchable talent pool at no cost. Um, and can you just tell us some of the names, which kind of companies, because often, you know, there's this perception that only big companies can do PR, but a big belief that I've got is that, you know, it's the SMEs really and the, and the owner operated yeah. businesses that need yeah. the marketing support the most. Yeah, so I mean, what kind we, of profile companies are you are you having signing up? The, most of most of the work, probably sixty percent of the briefs are coming now from direct from um, SME business owners um, or SME marketing managers, because there we add huge amounts of value to them. You know, a, a, a very time hassled SME marketing manager is probably spinning a lot of plates. They, they, they simply don't have the time or the, um, the resource to have a big black book of contacts of freelancers. Um, so, you know, they, these are the guys that are typically posting on LinkedIn or casting around in a rather haphazard way for, um, for support when they need it. Um, and quite often that decision is quite time pressured and that can lead to a problem, which is, you know, well, I needed someone... I need someone tomorrow, and that's why we're called the PR cavalry because you want to call the cavalry. Um, so, where you're time pressured, but also trying to find an expert, those two things can be in conflict. So sometimes that can lead to people hiring people, the wrong people for the wrong reasons. And you know, let's let's be honest, a lot of clients can be dissatisfied with using PR because it wasn't quite what they wanted. And I think at the root of that problem is they didn't speak to the right person you know the right person wasn't available to them to hire at the time when they needed it and that that's the big problem that we're trying to solve is you you need that person who knows the diy sector and who can has done 20 product launches in diy well you know if 10 if 10 names are presented to you five seconds after you've hit search on our platform we've solved that problem you know we've given you a long list of 10 people that are able to do the job. It's up to you then to decide which of those 10 you want to have a further conversation with, to, you know, to, to dig deeper into their skills and for that freelancer to dig a bit deeper into exactly what you need so that they can come up with a plan and a proposal that is right for the budget, right for the task, and also is right for human chemistry. You know, the algorithm is great, but it doesn't replace human chemistry. You know, we put human beings in touch with each other to work out whether they can, you know, genuinely work together. Because I think PR is a bit different to hiring a web developer or hiring someone to do your SEO. You need someone who you have a deep understanding with, you have quite a, you know, quite a good mental connection with, because there's a lot of trust, there's a lot of variables, there's lots of tiny details that need to be oriented, getting the right, the right things in the right order in PR. Um, and that's where you do need that level of trust, that, that kind of deeper understanding. So, um, you know, that's why we, we are very clear that the algorithm is great, but it's the start of the process. It doesn't solve everything. And of course, no client would hire a freelancer on the click of a mouse and probably no freelancer would want to be hired purely on the click of a mouse. There needs to be that human contact, which is the stage two of our process once the client is shortlisted. But you're shortlisting from a a small pool of people, any one of whom could on paper do the job well for you. And what about um, 
testimonials then nigel do you have sort of as you do on say upwork or any or you know odesk yeah review <laughs> yeah that's as a well? good, good. At that, that that's a good question we 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 went around the houses on that we really thought hard about that and we decided not to freelancers can put testimonials on their profile of previous work that they've done and we do encourage them to do that particularly with a named individual because that is you know the, the you know, the greatest credibility that John Smith of Smith Industries is putting his name to that testimonial. But we decided not to have a star rating um, because things can go wrong. And, you know, as, say, TripAdvisor have found, is that, you know, people leave reviews sometimes for the wrong reasons. PR is not a magician. You know, it, again, it go back to the, the analogy of law. You know, simply hiring the best barrister in the city doesn't mean that your your case will win. You know, there are other factors involved. Um, there is an element of risk. And, you know, be very honest with clients and say, if you want guaranteed, if you want your message to guarantee get in the media on the day you want it, using the words you want, take an advert, you know, because that's the way to guarantee it. But that's a very, very different argument. You know, PR is a... A, a question of judgment um, and there are risks involved but when it works as with that little mask um, uh, supplier startup they invested a day and a half or you know a, a day and a half of fee and I, won't, I won't give away you know exactly but it was you know we, we, we've mentioned some day rates so you probably can guess what kind of day rates and they've ended up with you know two or three minutes on good morning britain tv They've got, you know, an amazing spread of coverage for an investment which isn't even four figures. It's under a thousand pounds. Nigel Sarbutz, uh, founder and managing director of PR Cavalry. So if a client wants to call in the Cavalry, how can they find you? Go to PRCavalry.com, uh, watch the explainer video. It's very simple. And if you've used a site like booking.com to book a hotel you can use our platform very very easily it's just as simple nigel nigel sarbats thank you so much for joining us on the speak pr podcast today and thank you once again for listening to this episode of speak pr if you'd like more information you can find us at eastwestpr.com in the meantime we wish you the best of health a profitable business and that you keep on communicating and quite possibly by working with a freelancer <laughs>